Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Japan Holic Podcast. One of my podcasts right about topics all about Japan and anime games discussed by certified Japan Holic. I am Taylor, and I do apologize. I want to quickly say this off. I quickly apologize for the lack of an episode last week. I probably had the worst throat cold I have ever had in my entire life. I couldn't speak. And, in fact, I kind of sound that way right now. But, at the same time, I'm also very, very tired because I just got off a very grueling work shift. But, I wanted to get this out, this podcast episode out, because I don't want to go two weeks in a row without a podcast episode. So, I return today with a little bit of a topic that is quite relevant usually by this time which is the last wednesday of the month of february i usually do weeb reviews where i talk about a anime series and talk about my personal opinions on it as well as um recommending it or not but i'm not going to do that because of the fact of last week not having an episode i don't really want to go and review an anime. Um, I'm debating whether or not to do two episodes this week because I've missed one. Um, if I find a topic to talk about, I will probably upload it by Saturday. But if nothing comes up Saturday morning, Eastern time, like, you know, right now, or at least as I upload this, um, then just wait till the next week where I talk about anime news, like usual. Um... I couldn't talk about this last week either way because of the fact that uh, it this didn't happen till the Friday last Friday. Um, I was I, I think I originally planned on talking about uh, earthquakes in Japan because it you know that's a massive subject and last week a pretty big earthquake happened in Japan. Um, but considering I have no expertise in earthquakes. I am not very confident that that episode would be very well received. I mean, my episode about televisions between Japanese and American was already kind of like iffy on uh, iffy for me to upload it because I was just like, as much as I like talking about these two subjects, it's hard for me to really be all like, I'll make an entire podcast episode on it. <clears throat> but this one... Uh, is a topic I'm pretty sure everybody will be wanting to talk about on their own podcast or, you know, to friends or whatever. And I decided to jump on this bandwagon and talk about the Crunchyroll Anime Awards. Now, my personal take on awards, award shows, is that they're absolutely useless, in my opinion. Like, to put, to put it bluntly, I'm not a big fan of, like, anime awards because it's especially crunchy rolls because it's all rigged to all hell i mean we've seen what funimation's done with its best of the decades and stuff like that does anybody remember that when funimation made a terrible like top anime of the decade list or whatever like top drama of the decade top comedy it was all like terrible and it was only like a few that were like from like 20 like the early 2010s because like i want to say all but maybe two or three series out of like 10 that they had on there um were like 
2016s or newer, so they were like very biased towards some of the recent anime shows. It was terrible, and it was a massive thing uh, in the anime community back then to talk about it because of how terrible it was. But this year, Crunchyroll did their anime awards, and I figured I would go over, I guess, most of them, if not all of them. Uh, talk about my takes on them. Albeit looking at this list of who won. I mean. God. This is. Not my personal take. But that. But I mean then again. 2020 was. Kind of a. Iffy gear for anime. It wasn't as stacked I'll say. It wasn't as stacked as. Uh, as we've seen in the past few years. Especially this anime season. Uh, this anime season alone, winter 2021, can alone um, be put on its own, like, top anime uh, thing of this, of a year. Because it's going to be so hard to compete for, like, anime of the year, best animation, best fantasy, best drama, best comedy. My god, there's, like, already, like, winners for them in winter. And we've still got spring and fall. Um, and... Oh, Lordy Almighty, it does not look like it's going to get any calmer in terms of um, contenders for Anime of the Year. Because we've got My Hero Academia, um, which will probably win like 5 out of the 10. Actually, you know what? I'm going to stand corrected because they never, uh, and by they, I mean Crunchyroll, they didn't put Attack on Titan Season 4. Um into this category even though it started in December so I have a bad feeling because my personal opinion is I don't really think oh, good god I don't think Attack on Titan's really that special I'll be honest I mean yes it's the final season but like good god best animation anime of the year best drama best girl best boy best protagonist best antagonist fight scene director what else uh uh, VA performance Japanese, VA performance English, opening and ending. Give that all the fucking Attack on Titan at this point. I mean, Jesus Christ. Over half of it's going to be Attack on Titan or My Hero Academia. If one other anime show takes the spot in like best score, best director, best couple, and it's like not My Hero Academia or Attack on Titan, then holy shit. That's a surprise. Like, that would be best surprise of the year. Okay? Because, like, Crunchyroll is unfortunately biased towards a lot of their shows. Okay? Um, so that's why I give less of a shit in terms of uh, Crunchyroll Awards or Funimation Awards. Because they're all biased towards the stuff that they have on their own website. And, you know, what everybody else deems to be, like, you know, anime of the year, okay? Most of the animes of the year or most of the nominees and stuff like that maybe aren't even, like, you know, not even supposed to be contenders, okay? Um, and, you know, I understand, you know, you want to get the big animes out there, but, geez, I mean, you know, can we at least have, like, some sort of, like, underrated shows, like, be talked about? Because, like, 
I feel like they need to have like a category. This is my opinion. They need to have a category to where they um they talk about like some of the underrated shows, like best underrated animation or underrated drama or whatever. Because it's like, you know, you have the best drama, best comedy, but it's like people have already heard about these shows, okay? Whether they've watched them or not, <clears throat> and I mean, understandably so. I mean, you want to you want to get the best, the top anime uh for anime of the year. Obviously, you're not just gonna give that to like some random show. But I mean, still, I would probably like I would probably like really kind of like lower the bar in terms of like nominees or something like that, because like the one. Issue, another issue that I have, <laughs> one issue, like another issue I have with Crunchyroll Awards is that this, it's like you could put the same, and they're probably going to do this at some point. They're going to put the same exact six nominees into every single category. Like you could put like, let me go down to, where is it? Best comedy. Let me see if I can find that real quick. And let me look at the, the nominees. Lordy almighty, where the hell is it? Um, best fight scene only had five, best couple, best drama, fantasy, comedy. Okay, so, uh, keep your hands off, uh, Izuken, Kaguya-sama Love is War Season 2, Next Life as a Villainess, Sleepy Princess in the Demon Castle, actually, I haven't heard of that show, huh? Uh, Kagushigoto, The Misfit of the Demon King Army, I didn't mean to add in the in the middle of, of the, my bad, that's just my inner rhapsody of fire, my bad. Um, yeah, you could put those, you know, <laughs> like, I wouldn't be surprised if they put, like, oh, here, nominees for best comedy of 2021, Attack on Titan, uh, My Hero Academia, you know, like, I wouldn't be surprised, because, like, they put the same set of shows in almost every other category. It's like, I understand a lot of shows had, like, some great aspects to it, but can you at least, like, make it to where... Like, it's not the same show winning every other category. Ah, oh, man. And then, not only that, but Anime of the Year went to Jujutsu Kaisen. Which, to a lot of people, were like, oh, obviously this shouldn't have won because it was just only the beginning. And it's only going to get better from here. And, you know, as it is only currently, it's not even finished airing. And we haven't even got to the good stuff yet. That's what a lot of people have been saying. You know, and especially with the other, um, uh, animes in the category, like Keep Your Hands Off, Izuken, uh, Dorohe Doro, Great Pretender, A Pretty Ranman, and Beastars, you obviously got, like, a couple contenders to be above, uh, Jujutsu. Although my personal opinion, I would probably put uh, keep your hands off as probably number one because that's like the only one that's the most that's the one that's the most relevant to me I don't know if that's saying anything or not because like the other five I could get less I could give less than two shits about um best animation I mean you had you know the couple from <laughs> anime of the years uh and then got a high school and then princess connect redive um yeah those two are like the only two that are new into this category the other four were from the enemy of the year um which by the way i like i like redive don't get me wrong but 
I don't know. There's just something about Crunchyroll licensing that game that just kind of irks me. Um, but that's just my opinion. Also, I kind of felt like the animation was kind of like not average, but above average, but definitely not in the top six of best animation. You could have probably put Dodo Head Dodo or, um, or, um, uh, maybe ReZero because ReZero kind of amped up their animation, but I don't know. Um, best opening sequence, which, let me see, which, who won this one? I forgot. Uh, best opening was Wild Side on Beastars. Okay, that one I can under, I can understand, but I, I had Daddy Daddy do fucking in my head every fucking day of the week when I was watching Kaguya-sama. But, yeah, I can understand Beastars, you know, I, I like that one. Um, there wasn't really too many, like, massive openings that got stuck in my head as much as Daddy Daddy Do did, but at the same time, that's a lot of fucking, <laughs> that's a lot of D sounds that I had to do, but, um, I like, I like Wild Side, I've heard of Wild Side, it's a real good opening, so I understand that, um, best, uh, ending was Lost in Paradise from, uh, Jujutsu Kaisen, um, yeah, I can see that one. All the other ones were pretty... I mean, I am surprised, though. I will say this. I am surprised The Great Pretender by Freddie Mercury was not the winner. Because I'm not much of a queen person. I understand it's Freddie Mercury's solo career. Um, but I've never been much of a queen fan myself. But The Great Pretender is such a good song. So, yeah. There's that. You got Best Boy, Shoyo Hinata from... Uh, Hayuku to the top. Woohoo. Which, I'm not gonna shit talk Hayuku. I want to quickly shit talk about one of the nominees, which is, um, Tower of God. The fact that this anime was put into any categories in the first place is kind of a, like, a kind of thing. Because that anime, terrible. Compared to the, the Magua. Or the Webtoon. Or whatever you want to call it. It was complete horseshit. <laughs> uh, I'm just saying the fact that Subaru is not a part of this category upsets me to the highest levels. Because, like, Subaru, like, improved not even slightly, not even, like, you know, in a very obvious way. This is, like, a complete 180 of a change. Like, it was absolutely like different in the best way possible okay for Subaru because like season one a lot of a lot of people's turn off for season one was that Subaru was like an annoying like character season two he's like the most um you're you're the most sympathetic towards him okay it's unbelievably different and that's what I like about um Zero season two, and the fact that best boy went to Tower of God, um, uh, instead of like Subaru in nominees, irks me. Just really irks me. Um, the best protagonist. Let me find best protagonist real quick for the nominees because I have the winners on one on one end of my thing. 
And then, okay. So, yeah, best protagonist. ReZero's not on this one either. Um, But then again, I am definitely, although I will say this though. I am definitely surprised Shoyo did not win this one. Instead, it was Katrina from My Next Life as a Villainess, which I'm like very, very, very surprised won that one. Just saying. Um, and then you got best performance by a voice actor in terms of Japanese and English. Which for the Japanese side, I'm all for because of the fact of I really enjoy seiyus. Don't know why. I really like looking up seiyus and their histories and stuff like that. Or I connect more with an anime if there's a, a seiyuu that I've heard of or is like one of my favorites. So, I don't know. That may be just me. That may not be just me. I don't know. But there's... I'm saying this right now as uh, somebody who only watches like subs for the most part. Maybe 1% of the animes that I've watched I've seen dubbed. But let me tell you, this is stacked. In terms of like, um, <laughs> of nominees, but, uh, Yosuke Kobayashi, who plays, uh, Subaru and among many others, definitely. But his main thing that was pointed out was, uh, Subaru from ReZero, obviously wins this one, dude. Oh my God. All you have to do is just listen to like some of the shit that goes down. Um, between Subaru and like Amelia or Subaru and Rem, for instance, or, um, just, just, just listen to Subaru and Super in, uh, season two. You'll notice that there's a massive difference and my God, Kobayashi puts all of his work into that, um, into, uh, <laughs> it would be surprised if he blew his voice out like a hundred different times, um, during recording of that series. Um, and then he got for um, English, you had uh, Zeno Robinson, who played Hawks from season four of My Hero Academia. Dude, I don't know what he sounds like because of the fact that I've not even gotten past season. Well, I got past season one. I haven't even touched season two of My Hero Academia because I just gave like no fucks about um, My Hero Academia after I watched season one. I'm sorry. I gave it a shot. But that shot missed. It missed wildly. Terrible. <laughs> it was terrible. Alright. One of them that probably is the biggest for me in terms of uh, what I've watched is Couples. Okay. Because I do like me some romance shit. I am so surprised by the winner of this fucking choice even though it is a crunchyroll original so maybe there's a little bit of crunchyroll bias i'm surprised it still won it either way because of how stacked this fucking lineup is you have tony kawa you have kagisama you have b stars inspectre my next life as a villainous which is uh yuri <laughs> and rent a girlfriend i'm so happy tony kawa won this one i am so happy because it is well deserved. Okay. All the others are like fucking ships. If I have to say it. Okay. With the exception of maybe B-Stars. Maybe. But that's a maybe. Okay. All the other ones are fucking ships. So if any of them won it would have been bullshit. 
to Todikawa. Because they're actually fucking married. Okay? <laughs> so if anything won, which I was super surprised, it was not Shitzuru and <laughs> and Kazuya from Retro Girlfriend. Because I'm sorry. Like, I fucking hate Retro Girlfriend. Um, it's kind of like Domestic Nakanajo for many other people, except for me, who's who like hate it, but read up on it and watch it because it's like, you know, you can't get enough of it. For me, it's just like, dude, I just, I hate the protagonist so goddamn much. He brings the anime down so much because so much shit could be solved with him actually having like a brain. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to anybody who likes that series. But like the protagonist is so bad that it's not even funny. God damn. I knew people I know people from where I'm from, which is the States. I know there is a lot of dumbasses and stupid people all around. I deal with them a lot. Holy moly. I'm so glad I don't have to deal with somebody like Kazuya. Ever in my life. Just saying. I am just saying. If I did. Oh boy. Oh boy. I, I, I'd lose my shit. I'd lose my shit. <clears throat> best drama. Let's talk about best drama real quick. Fruits Basket season 2. I've not seen all of season 1 yet. So I can't say anything. And I don't want to say anything right now. Because I heard season 2 was really good. I just hope I didn't get spoiled anything massive. Um, because it won best drama. So I don't, okay. And the fact that it beat out Great Pretender, Japan Sinks, Sing Yesterday, Beastars, and how do you say that? Uh, Somali? Is that Somali? Yeah. Sorry. It's highlighted in orange. So I keep thinking it's Somal. But no, it's Somali. And the Forest Spirit. But. Yeah, the fact that Fruits Basket Season 2 beat out those other five. That's saying something. That's got to be saying something. So, I have to watch Season 1 all the way first, though. Best comedy. We got uh, Keep Your Hands Off. And then we got Kaguya Sama Love is War. I think I've... Yeah, I already spoke about the nominees. But Kaguya Sama Love is War won it. Now, I will say this. As much as I love Season 2 because they were like really all out with the animation and the storytelling was really good at the same time though I want to contradict that last point because the storytelling is legit the exact same with season 1 but the scenarios change a little bit they do proceed in the story in terms of like relationships just by a hair and that hair I and that hair I have in my hand is very very thin and very very short um, so, and there is a season three, so maybe that hair will be just a tad bit thicker and longer, but maybe not considering there's over, oh, I don't know, 150 fucking more chapters that we still have to cover. Granted, where season two left off means that season three is going to be very great in terms of storytelling from what I've read. I hope I'm not wrong because there has been times where I'm like, oh, this will be great, you know, storytelling and anime. But then it's just like it's downgraded and, you know, I don't know. 
I don't know. I'm really hoping I am not mistaken. Best fight scene. I can't talk about that because I don't watch fighting animes because that's like the least of my that's like the least of my things I want to talk about. Best antagonist, kind of the same thing. Um, <clears throat> is there a character design? Let's talk about character design. I guess. Um, I say this because uh, you really don't have much to say in terms of design from the standpoint of like what I've seen. Uh, keep your hands off, Izuken, Great Pretender, Toilet Bound, Hanako-kun, uh, Brand New Animal, Tower of God, and Princess Half Demon. Again, that one, that last one's highlighted in orange. Unreadable orange, might I add, when your fucking background is white. Crunchyroll, you are terrible at UI design. But anyways. Um, this one was won by Toiletbound Hanako-kun. Um, which, I kind of like the, 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 the designs of Hanako-kun. Uh... I was kind of thinking uh, Izuken was going to win this one. I hope I'm saying all these right. But like I said, I am tired as all hell. And my Japanese is down the toilet as of recently because I haven't been studying that much. Um, so I do apologize if I say anything wrong um, in terms of um, Japanese. Because like I said, I haven't been studying that much. So my speaking's kind of bad. Um... And it also doesn't help that when you read it and uh, read it in the English alphabet, my first instinct is to say it like English, like the English alphabet, which is not not what you're supposed to do. But anyways, let me continue on. <clears throat> um, I I was kind of thinking that one was gonna win it, Izuken was gonna win it, Izuken, but I'm all right with uh, Hanako kun winning with because. All six of these have very unique designs, if I do say so myself. I give shit to Tower of God, but the character designs, I can't talk shit about because they do match what the webtoon had or the manga or whatever you want to call it. Like I said earlier, they do match what, what the actual source material is. So, you know, I can't say like, oh, they look like shit. You know, they, no, they just, they look very very similar to what the source material was so i give them props for not trying to like change it that much because obviously if you like read a bunch of mangas you'll know that there's a lot of times where they will change character designs from the manga to the anime so yeah there's that best director was um izuken's uh director Mazaki Yuasa, um, which I kind of thought was correct. Yeah, I mean the fucking uh, nominees were kind of stacked. You got Deca Dance, Jujutsu's Kaisens. Oh god, that's hard to say. Great Pretender, Kaguya Sama Love Is War, question mark, and Tower of God. Yeah, that was kind of stacked, and then you got Tower of God down there, but we're not gonna talk about that. Um, but. Yeah, what else? Best score? I mean, I like my music in anime, but... Eh. I I can't talk about that, because, like, those six, I can't... I have not listened to their... Oh, fuck. How did I not talk about this? So, 
Best girl. I'm surprised I did not talk about this whatsoever. All right. Um, nominees. We had uh, Sayaka Kanamori from Keep Your Hands Off Izuken. Uh, Shitsuru Mizuhara from Rent a Girlfriend. Noi from Doro Hedoro. Uh, Katrina from My Next Life as Villainous. Abigail Jones from Great Pretender, which replaced Great with The, and it immediately reminds me of the Foo Fighter song, sorry. And Kaguya from Kaguya Some Love is War. Winner is without a doubt Kaguya from uh, you know, The Love is War. Um, if uh, if uh, Mizuhara won Red's Girlfriend, I would have literally rioted the fucking streets of Los Angeles or wherever the fuck Red's Girl. <laughs> I don't even think. I don't even think that would be much of a, a productive riot by me because I don't think Crunchyroll Studios is in Los Angeles. I could be wrong though. But anyways, um, yeah, I'm I'm just happy Kaguya won because it's like like I said with a couple others, it's the most relevant out of all the other nominees. <clears throat> I don't know if Funimation will have their awards or not, but fuck, I mean, yeah. Do I want to give off my personal, uh, shit? You know what? Give me one moment. Let me pull up my anime list. Let me look at some of the shows from 2020, and I'll give off my, I'll give off the, I'll say it, <laughs> I'll give off the, uh, anime awards for 2020 if everything could, you know, not be a pain in the ass for me today with my slow ass computer that's five years old. All right. Uh, let's see. Let's see here. Um, very underrated. I'll say this. Very underrated anime of 2020. Because I talked about doing this earlier. Let me talk about it real quick. A very underrated show. Let me look at all the shows real quick and scroll down a little bit of ways. Alright. My personal opinion. For most underrated show of 2020. Adachi to Shimaru. Uh, yeah, you know what I'm talking about. That show. I can't speak in on first attempt. But that show. That has to be. One of the most wholesome shows of 2020. But. It is not the most wholesome show. Of 2020. I have to give that. Let me triple check this real quick and make sure that I've got this right. Where are you at? It did come out 2020, didn't it? It had to have because I remember talking about it. Spring 2020, it had to have been. Most wholesome show. I got to confirm this though, just to be sure. Where the fuck is it? Where the fuck? Where the fuck? All right. You know what? I I think it was spring 2020. Well, let me look it up just real quick. Yeah. Okay. Most wholesome show. Hey, a camp. You know, yeah, no, nah, I'm kidding because that's not technically, that was like a three minute short. No, I'm kidding. Um, give that one to Nekopara. That's the most wholesome show. Great. Like, okay. You want to, I understand if people want to say like, oh, Nekopara, you know, was different from the source material. The source material was a fucking arrow gang. Okay. <laughs> the fact that they took Nekopara and make it wholesome without the fucking... Uh, cats getting dicked. Alright. 
That is right there, wholesome. If Hey Camp was a full te uh, televised thing, easily I would put it up there. But since it was only like three minutes shorts, I wouldn't be surprised if not a lot of people gave a shit about it. So, yeah. Let's talk about best animal of 2020. <laughs> Why am I talking about that? I don't know. Let's talk about Ukami uh, Danka from the uh, Satsan Academy Join the Pack. God, she was annoying, but Jesus Christ, I fucking loved her. Okay? Absolute champion of a character. Alright? Best animal. I mean, you could, you if you've watched the show, you've got your own animal. That's just my pick. Alright? Do I want to talk about best etchy and put... Interspecies? No, 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 no. I can't put interspecies reviewers and etchy in the same category. It's not even a fucking nominee because interspecies reviewers is a fucking hentai. So I can't. I mean, I could. <laughs> but, like, in terms of etchy, I mean, what was there? Oh, God. There, was, there really wasn't much in terms of etchy. Um, oh, though, I want to say this, though, my best drama was won by Fruits Basket Season 2, but I am surprised, um, that Kamisama ni Natahi was not nominated the day I became a god. I am surprised that was not even nominated, because, like, that was, like, a m massive fucking thing. For um for a long while. Like people were talking about that show left and right and up and down. Oh now I remember. Yeah. Best etchy of 2020. Uzaki. I don't care what your opinion is of Uzaki. That's the best etchy. Okay. Outside of obviously fucking actual fucking hentai. Interspecies reviewers. No, Uzaki's up there. Like, I believe if you count interspecies reviewers, that'd be second. But if you don't, you are going to have to put Uzaki at number one. Just because of how big that fucking anime was um, during the summer. It was so massive because, like, the fact that that show sparked a lot of fucking drama, okay? Um, it was unbelievably, like, oversaturated with drama, I want to say. More oversaturated than virtual YouTubers nowadays. But Jesus Christ, that was amazing. Um, God, I, it's, I want to go back to most underrated real quick. I'm going to put Asteroid in Love, <clears throat> at least nominated as, like, a honorable mention. Asteroid in Love was fucking awesome to watch. And I'm not an astronomer or whatever, but Jesus Christ, that was awesome to watch. Alright? I recommend that. If you haven't seen it. I mean, if you are a, a, somebody who likes astronomy, fucking watch it. If you haven't, watch it. Why haven't you watched it? It's about two girls trying to find a star and Yuri Bait. What more can you want? I, <laughs> I don't know. Do I want to talk about best romance? Because technically that was not... 
Oh god. If I put best romance though, Tony Kaku's gotta be there though. Tony Kaku's gotta be best romance. No matter what, no matter what you think. Yeah. I, I gotta put, in terms of like statistics and my personal bias, because, you know, if Crunchyroll can be biased, I'm gonna be biased. I think Tony Kaku's actually the best fucking romance to have come in the past five years. Tops. Alright? That's just my personal opinion. Um, Kajo Kaida, she must go fuck itself for all I care. Um, <laughs> Ordin Gayu had a pretty alright ending, but geez, like, I don't know if you needed three seasons. To go with, it, it was incredibly, it felt incredibly slow thinking about it, but it was alright. The ending was alright. I'm not going to spoil it, because obviously, for those who haven't seen it, I'm not going to spoil it. But just know that somebody does win. If if you have been spoiled, I do apologize. You probably, you probably had a better it's probably better off you get spoiled it anyway, but I'm not going to be the reason why it gets spoiled to you. So, yeah. Because, fuck. Uh, I'm surprised Railgun wasn't talked about as much this year as it was um, other years. Like, you would think that a new season of Trigon, or Trigon, Jesus fucking Christ, a new season of Railgun would be like top three or top five at least. But it was nowhere near, um, it was nowhere near that. I want to say the best Isekai was, um... Would I count? Max out my defense? Yeah. I wanna I'm gonna count that because technically somebody transported from the real world to a fantasy world. So I'm gonna put I don't wanna get hurt, so I'll max out my defense or both food as um as an isekai. It may not be an isekai per se, but my definition of isekai is definitely different from most others. Or at least, if somebody gets transported from the real world Japan to a fake world Japan, like a game, yeah, that's an isekai. I don't give a fuck. If if the anime starts with them in a in a in a different world, like you know, they're already in the 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 gaming world, and their backstory is that it's always been like this, that's a fantasy. If not, if they get transported to the different world, that's a goddamn isekai. Which, that's like the official definition, I guess. Um, I think outside of that... Yeah, like I said, 2020 was like, holy fucking hell. <laughs> it's not been a very great year in a way for... Um, for anime in terms of uh, 2020. Though, it was good enough... To talk about the top animes of 2020 in terms of genres. Um, the top slice of life, I think top slice of life is kind of difficult to narrow down because there's a lot of slice of lives. Um, so, shit, I mean, oh shit, actually, 
Re-Zero may actually be best Isekai of 2020. Never mind. Never mind. I thought about that. Never mind. Sorry about that. Because now thinking about it, yeah, Re-Zero is still technically labeled an Isekai. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought now that I think now that I think about it. Okay. The fuck is this anime? I'm not alright, never mind. <laughs> oh my god. Um I'll look at that here after recording this. What else was I gonna do? Oh uh, slice of life. You see, I can't pick best slice of life of two thousand twenty. Because there is so so much slice of life that it's unbelievably difficult for me to just be all like, oh yeah, this one. This one right here. Yes. This. This is the best. This is the best. I can't really choose. So I'll let you decide on that one. And with that, I think I'll finally shut up about Crunchyroll and awards and stuff like that. And move on to next week where I talk about news. If you do enjoy this uh, podcast still, make sure to hit the subscribe button. And if you want to send in anything, questions, comments, concerns, whatever, hit up the podcast email at japanaholicpc at gmail.com. I will be back same time next week, hopefully, if I don't fall sick to a fucking throat cold again. To do it all over again, but for now, stay safe in this terrible world that we live in. I've been Taylor the Certified Japanaholic, signing off. And set.